0: It's a numbers game with your host, Gil
3: Alexander. One of those idiots who believe in analytics?
4: It is a numbers game right here at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Slingay, plus iHeartRadio. However, you take us in this morning, we appreciate it. It is Gil Alexander. Um, This is a numbers game. Can you hear me, Jeffrey Parles? I can hear you, okay. but but I don't ha- I don't have the uh, that's right I don't I don't have the same uh,
5: <laughs> fancy technology on me this.
4: I one. I can't hear a thing, but I just hope we're on the air. It's it's uh, I'm pumped you're here, Jeff Parles, everybody, host of uh, Bet Center here on Visa, and of course eternally producer number five, of a numbers game. Uh, here's here's why I love having you uh, a day a week, or at least you pop in for a day a week every uh, week here on the run up to later this month because you will be having the entire Gill experience later this month where you will host a numbers game and then you will host primetime action. That's right. For two weeks. That's right. The two
5: weeks where, uh, again, you, you have the greatest contract in the world, Gill.
4: Do I? Yeah. Are you aware of the terms of my deal? No,
5: I, 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 again, I just go off of, of what I see and, yeah. and, uh, the fact that you can get a uh, get the two weeks and uh where uh, everything is about to we're again we maybe have 120 minutes of hockey left. Yes. We have <laughs> an an NBA finals that could be could be quick if if Giannis or Trey Young doesn't get healthy. Uh-huh. Uh and uh you'll be uh you'll be wherever you are for two weeks and but I'm thrilled to be in for you and uh It'll be uh, it'll be fun to be back on the two a days again. Hasn't, I haven't had the two a days since uh, since uh, the week after the Super Bowl in 2020, which feels like it might be might have been actually 20 years ago at this point, instead of
4: just a little over a year and a half ago now. I uh, I am eternally into two a day. I only yep. have two a days. That's my thing. Um, great to have you here because we'll talk basketball here momentarily. I want to ask you about some baseball games today as well. Um, and as you said off air. We still have sports, right? We still have some stuff yeah. some stuff going on. Uh, Euro 2020 resumes tomorrow. Wimbledon going on. Let me start with Wimbledon real quick. Um, we gave these out. I think these were in the newsletter last night because I gave them out on primetime action. Um, had a couple dogs this morning in tennis, and which has really, again, more of the same in Wimbledon where it's tantalizing uh, how close we get to having great results, and then it often becomes very mediocre. Who knows, it may even stink by the end, but uh, we had uh, Mark Pullman's The Australian today as a dog uh, versus really uh, Christian Gareen, who is not a grass court player. Gareen won in four sets. Two of those sets, though, were won in tiebreakers. So that's always gut-wrenching. So we go down there as a dog. And now we have Pedro Martinez. That was our only other play. Again, very deliberate with the Wimbledon plays. Again, for the hundredth time. No grass court data really of any strong sample size to work on. So you're you're treading lightly with all. Uh, but... The one play we do have is Pedro Martinez. Not that Pedro Martinez, by the way. Tennis Spaniard Pedro Martinez against Gael Monfils, who we did get a victory on in the first round over three days. That's the other thing going on at Wimbledon. The weather delaying some matches and suspending, and the way they schedule it is just ridiculous. Martinez did take the first two sets. He's up two sets to one now on serve in the fourth. He is a plus. uh, What was he in the end? A plus 208 dog. I want to get this... uh, right, I don't want to make up a number, uh, we had him as a plus 188, pardon me, plus 188 dog in that one, so um, we'll see if it's a winning tennis morning, as far as uh, winning tennis morning, because they're two dogs, and if we split, we're a winner, but as far as later today, if you're looking for plays coming up, the only thing I have is on the lady side, Emma Raducanu against marketa Vondrasova, I have Raducanu at plus 231, for those interested in that play, that's a little later on, uh, and then Dan Weston, our buddy, has one play on the men's side a little later on. He is on Grigor Dimitrov as a plus-108 dog against Alexander Bublik. So I'm on Kanu. He is on Dimitrov. Those are the only things that are still to come. Before we get to basketball, Jeffrey, uh, indulge me, because I know you're not a tennis guy first. So oh, I mean, me.
5: I, I, I like it. I'm just not, a, again, a, <laughs> a, usually it's whenever you – fire out picks I'll follow. I yes. I'm, a, I'm a pure follower when it comes to tennis betting.
4: Well, I I appreciate the confidence. We, there there is something in the in the futures markets where, where I think is noteworthy as well cuz for those who have not gotten in, I think there's an opportunity here to get If we could flash up guys. Uh, and by the way, Britain in today, uh, Jason is uh, producer number 7 is is letting Britain sit in the seat today. Jason has a day off tomorrow. Jason, where are you going? Anywhere special? We don't know. Um but Britain will uh, fire up the uh, tennis odds here momentarily for uh, men's and women's side. It is a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app. Uh, anyway you're taking us in this morning, it's Gil Alexander and Jeff Parlay, kind enough to join us this hour. Uh, real quick, can we uh, flash those up? Because I think there's an opportunity on Matteo Berrettini. Uh, John Isner lost yesterday, and he is the hard-serving American, one of these guys that can win on any given day, especially on grass with that serve but can also lose on any given day if someone can master his serve and return it and he did lose yesterday and he is in Berrettini's quarter I got Berrettini before the tournament at 13 to 1 and 12 to 1 respectively you can still get Berrettini now after the Isner loss this courtesy of BetMGM at 12 to 1 I would say play that And I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't have Djokovic futures, too. Those are the only ones I have, Djokovic and Berrettini, as I mentioned before this tournament. But if you can get Berrettini now at 12-1, to and I got him before Isner was knocked out, the one real potential roadblock in his quarter, I would absolutely endorse a Berrettini play at 12-1 to right now, and then play him as far as you can all the way to the finals, and then you have equity to work with against Djokovic. So I would definitely play Berrettini. As far as at 12-1, to same price you could have gotten pre-tournament now without Isner. On the ladies' side, I still have not pulled the trigger, Jeff, which is the first ladies' slam I have not had a futures play on in a long time, a couple years, thinking about Coco, thinking about Iga, thinking about the winner of the Muguruza-Jabor match is really what I'm uh, otherwise thinking of, but still haven't got it. But it's going to be from those four ladies, I think, moving forward. As far as basketball last night, um, the Phoenix Suns are headed to the NBA Finals. They do so with a resounding, I mean, as, as ridiculous as their performance was in Game 5, as just flat as they looked, they come out, against the Kawailis LA Clippers and they win it 130 to 103, a 27 point win with Chris Paul going off 41 points, headed to his first NBA Finals in his illustrious 16 year career. Had everything of Chris Paul, he was annoying, he was great, he led his team all the way and let us never forget Jeffrey that this all well it didn't start cuz they had Devin Booker first, but it all Coalesced with Tankapalooza 2018 when Phoenix decided to lose their last 27 games of the year to other non-tanking teams and get themselves DeAndre Ayton. Tanking works. Well, and and all well, and the funny part about that is you could
5: argue that they still didn't even make the right pick in that tank. That's, that's right. They're still here. Look, look, even more so than any everything else, Gil. CP3 was absolutely out of his mind last night in the second half. A career high for points and a half. He had 31. In the second half, ended up with 41 for the game. And look for the Phoenix Suns; it's it's just one of those situations, Gil. When a team tells you they're good during the regular season, we should listen. And look, we can we can talk until we're blue in the face about how if Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt, this might be the Lakers that are going to the finals instead of the Phoenix Suns. And it probably it very well may have been the Lakers going to the finals because the Lakers were up two games to one before AD got hurt. In that game four, and then guess what? AD barely played four more minutes. The rest of that series, and the Suns won every game that he didn't play or barely played in by fifteen plus. The Denver series not competitive at all. No this, Jamal Murray though. Yeah, even so, you take advantage of the breaks that you're given. You do, and no Kawhi here. And, no Kawhi. And, and look, <laughs> it, it just in the end, Gil. This year, and and, and it's very possible that if Milwaukee comes out. More possibly that no Giannis in the finals, and if Atlanta comes out, it's possible that I, I think Trey Young is probably going to play tonight, but a very hampered Trey Young could be waiting for Phoenix if the Hawks get out of the East. So the 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 Suns have taken full advantage of of every break they've been given, Gil. And if you're a good team to potentially great team. You take advantage of every single break that's given to you, and they've done that so far.
4: You do. Both things are true, right? Both things are true. I mean, first of all, on the one hand, let's get back to the 2018 NBA draft. You're, what you were referring to is that Luka got picked third by the Hawks and then Trey Young, Trey Young fifth, five. Yeah. and then they swapped. They also could have ended up with Marvin Bagley if they ended up at number two, though. Let's not kid ourselves. Do you think so, they would have taken Bagley at two? I do, because they had Booker. They weren't, they, they weren't taking Doncic or Trey. That was the whole thing. They wanted a big man. And I think – they really benefited tremendously from tanking. Uh, You're right about the fact that you take advantage of the breaks you get. But, man, this is the ultimate war of attrition. Of course. Not only in this NBA playoffs, but in any playoffs we've ever seen ever. We'll never see the likes of this again. Um, But the Suns do take advantage and are in there because they're the only team that hasn't gotten affected by it. Let's face it. I mean, they did have two days of COVID with Chris Paul and Devin Booker did bang up his nose, and you can argue the mask game. There was that, but short of that, they haven't they haven't really experienced what other teams have experienced. But nonetheless, they're there. First time since 1993 that the Suns get to the NBA Finals, the Charles Barkley year where Jordan got him, uh, and the only other time was 1976, the Brent Musburger Gar Heard year, uh, if you will, for those of a certain age. That,
5: is that the, uh, the the triple overtime
4: game? The right? triple overtime yeah. game. That's right at the Garden. So here we are now, Suns through to the finals, minus 190, the Bucs and the Hawks, which we need to talk about, the Bucs at plus 280, the Hawks at 6-1. By the way, I find that somewhat odd, that there's such a difference between the Bucks and Hawks, because as you said, Trey tonight, Trey Young questionable, and Giannis doubtful. Did you catch Mike Breen towards the end of the game yesterday? And I don't know if it was a slip that he knows something, but he... He's talked like Giannis is out, and everybody knows it.
5: I mean, Giannis not playing tonight makes is the most logical thing, Gil. I mean, he, we saw how the, the knee bent again. It seems it seems that he has escaped severe injury, but a hyperextended knee is still something you don't come back from and play less than forty eight hours later from usually. So, I, look, I, I'm just curious to see if Trey Young could be out there or not, Gil, because the Hawks look like a pretty good basketball team even without him in game four. That's the one thing that I think a lot of people are missing with the honest injury. Atlanta is well on their way to winning that game, even with Giannis on the floor in game five without or game four without Trey young and Atlanta's role players, at least at home, Gil have played really well in this postseason. on the road. It's been hit or miss. Uh, they, They got enough out of the role players in game seven in Philadelphia. They got enough out of them in game one. There've been some really bad performances like the game twos across the board, but look uh, at at this point, Gil, if Giannis can't go and even if Trey young can't go, I'm, I don't know if this line is right tonight. I I would very much look at betting Atlanta because they're role players and, and look, Middleton's an all-star. I understand that drew holidays, a really good player, But Middleton's had one game in this series where he's done anything,
4: and Holiday's been essentially invisible. Milwaukee favored by two tonight in game five of that series uh, with game six scheduled for Saturday. I, I agree with everything you're saying, and I find it interesting that when I pose the question to folks of, okay, if Giannis and Trey are both out, where, where does that swing it to? And I agree with you that it swings it to Atlanta, but you, you hear from some others that Milwaukee is just the better team, and actually, Milwaukee has the bigger advantage. Kelly, Kelly Bidlin, who has our producer at Primetime Action, uh, has Atlanta Hawks' futures ticket for the Eastern Conference from before the season and for the title at 150 to 1. He's got those in pocket. Before this series, he was terribly worried about the matchup. And I asked him last night hey, if they both don't play, You've, if I told you before the series that this would be knotted up at two a piece, and then I'm removing Giannis and Trey both from the equation, would you be happier or or sadder about your futures tickets? I didn't say sadder, but you get the idea. I know what you're saying. Right? Um, <laughs> and, and he had he wavered on it, and I'm like, come on, come on. Well, you well, would love that trade off. Stop it. Well, again, this is.
5: It really depends on what you think about Chris Middleton. That's the whole calculus
4: here. he conceded by the, by yeah, the
5: way, that that's the whole calculus though. Gil, if you think Chris Middleton is this legitimate, again, he is a multi-time all-star, but it's one of those where he, he's, and this is shown throughout his career. He's a much better regular season player than he is postseason player game three, notwithstanding. That's the best performance he's ever had in a huge spot. So it, for me, and I, for me, I'm I'm on the camp of, yeah, I know Middleton's a multi-time All Star, but I, I we've never seen him in a number one role, and I don't really trust him to get the job done. Especially if Drew Holiday is going to continue to be invisible. And look, there's one other thing I haven't mentioned, but it's pretty obvious on this: Atlanta is significantly better at head coach than Milwaukee is, which needs that, to be said. That's not even that's not even for debate at this point.
4: Well, the reason Middleton is not considered elite is because he's not great every night, right? right. He, some nights he is, some nights he's not. And Atlanta has shown now, Cam Reddish kinda bottled him up the other night. Reddish played great. And there was when, when Herter was on him, I think Middleton was oh for six when it was a when it was a one on one situation between those two. So and then analytics guys will tell you, JVT has said very often that when the Bucks lose Giannis, their net rating goes down double digits. Yeah. Like significantly especially on the defensive side of the ball so they become just an absolutely different ball club so the notion that somehow that trade-off would favor milwaukee which has been said by some i am not buying whatsoever no and and also too the
5: the other role play like once you get past middleton you can look if you say Middleton and Holiday are the the, the two best players remaining in this series. Fine, I, I can at least understand that argument. But after that, Bogdanovich, Collins, we have to see about Capella tonight. By the way, with the with the eye, but those three guys clearly the next three players in this series after anyone else Milwaukee has, especially with how Brook Lopez has been basically unplayable in this entire series. but
4: You know, and you you said it. I can't disagree with what you're saying, but we would have said the other night that the three best players are clearly Giannis, Middleton, and Drew. And my biggest thing with that game was obviously the Giannis injury was the headline. But I'll say it again. Before that injury, that might be one of the worst for, for a team that at that point was the favorite to win the NBA title. Phoenix might have been because they were up 3-2, and and Milwaukee was up only 2-1 at that point. But for you to be at minimum a co-favorite to win the NBA title, to put up a half like that of basketball, 38 points in the first half of Game 4 when you're at full strength, 16 in the second quarter. And I just kept thinking, and I've said it out loud several times, that you're telling me that's a championship team? Right. That and again for, forget the comparisons to the great elite NBA teams of all time what what team what championship team can you think of that would have a gross half like that
5: I not not many uh, not many again I, I thought Brooklyn was a championship team and they had an 83 point game against Milwaukee last series but obviously they were not a championship team because the Bucks ended up winning that series but no, Gil, you're you're absolutely right, and and you're just looking at a scenario now where, in look, JVT's numbers are obviously obviously backed up. It when Giannis goes out of the game, Milwaukee turns into just a bad basketball team, and in a series now where you're going to have to learn to win without the two-time MVP, who again has had his problems this postseason. I don't know if Milwaukee's capable, and I also again, going back to the coaching of this. McMillan adjusted beautifully in game four without his star. I don't think is capable of adjusting without his star.
4: So if we go back to you like Atlanta tonight. Yes. Plus the two or money line. I would imagine you'll just, you'll take the, uh, you'll t- you'll take the money line or you'll take the two? I haven't decided yet. Uh, I, I'll, probably, I'll probably take the money line, but we'll, we'll see. If Do you have you, plenty of time? They'll get would it you done. bet them here at two to two to win the series on a series price? Would you bet them to win it all? At the price we just gave, which was again very different from the Milwaukee price, that's the most surprising thing. If we if we flash back up the NBA Finals odds, where Phoenix is the favorite because they're through, but the Bucks are south of three dollars and the Hawks are six dollars. I do not understand. Yeah, so, that.
5: So they're not going to. What what's the price going to be in a if we're a Phoenix Atlanta series? That's the question. What's the price going to be? It's not going to be that. It's not going to be six to what? Oh no 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 no! There's no way. Phoenix will be a
4: favorite. F- but it Phoenix will not be probably
5: that. be minus two thirty. That would be my guess, and that may be too steep mm. against Atlanta, especially yeah. if Young's not a hundred percent. But I look, I, it, you're you're. If Atlanta wins tonight, if Atlanta wins tonight, I have a hard time seeing this series getting past six. I really do. If the Hawks find a way to get done on the road. I, I will say I, they're in in
4: two nights. If the Hawks do get by the bucks. And again, tonight we'll go a long way towards that to, to determining whether that will happen or not. The one thing that I just don't want to hear from folks anymore is, Oh, the Hawks have it's a terrible matchup for the Hawks against the sun. <laughs> I just, I refuse to hear that. anymore. Well, we, haven't, we you, haven't learned that now. Here's three series in a row. You might be right about that. You might actually be right about that, but they, they did it. You said it before the Sixers series didn't, didn't, ha- didn't manifest. Uh, the Bucks, yes, they have the honest injury, but even before that, the Hawks had proven it ain't as bad a matchup as you think it is. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, you can make all the comments about the Suns against uh, against uh, the Hawks against the Suns and say, now where are you going to hide Trey Young on defense, even if Trey Young plays? And I get that, right? Because the Suns, you would think, you know, again, it's it's the upgrade from PJ Tucker. But I just I can't hear it anymore because it's basketball is not as it's not as mechanical as that there's a certain alchemy to five guys that you often can't capture in any small sample size. And so uh, I would just say that for people who have Hawks tickets, don't, don't let that kind of talk uh, make you do anything hasty for, for what it's worth. I do think Phoenix would win that series. I do too. Yeah. But you know what? I thought the bucks, the the bucks should have swept them here right the oh, bucks that this, the sixers should have won that series it, at five of course <laughs> of course I, I i'm not i'm not denying that right but the bucks were so not buttoned down even with Giannis, and the sixers just couldn't get out of their own way oh, with that that's just so
5: regardless far. of what happens the rest of this postseason yeah. the sixers losing that series is I, heck that might even be the worst postseason loss of the net last 10 years oh, in the wow. nba wow wow it's big state that's
4: I, that's how bad it was yeah. the way it happened you know. um should be fun tonight. Again, we'll see. Doubtful on Giannis, questionable on Trey. Mike Breeden, I think, let it slip, though, that we're not going to see Giannis tonight. Bucks favored by two. We'll come back. More with Parlay. We'll look at some NBA draft numbers and get his take on a few baseball games today. Are Jacob deGrom and Johnny Cueto fairly priced? Are they generously priced? It's Visa's a numbers game right here on the Sports Betting Network.
2: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
3: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com.
4: Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada with basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state issued you ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting, stay low. You're going to love BetMGM MGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM MGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay, kind enough to join us. Uh, hour number one this morning. Uh, Jeff, I usually save this for uh, VEASAN's primetime action, which uh, I do with Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin. You'll do a couple weeks from now, a couple weeks and a half from It's, now. A,
5: it's a good program,
4: uh, from my knowledge. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> thank you for your stamp of approval, Jeffrey. Appreciate that. Uh, the, we, so we usually talk props of there leading up to a game. I rarely do so on a numbers game. But because we have this situation where we don't know if Giannis is playing, we don't know if Trey is playing, we don't know if Capella is – I think we're getting Capella. But we have some PRA. We have points, rebounds, and assists. Do you dabble in this, and particularly on a day like today where you don't know who's playing – and everybody's got to get adjusted. Oh, we do have point totals. Pardon me. We have point totals. We don't have the PRA. Um, This is what we got. Now we have total points or rebounds and assists. Do you dabble in any of this, and is there anything you would gravitate towards to? Where do Trey's points go? Where do Giannis's, more importantly, where do Giannis's go? So this
5: is really difficult for me to do without knowing. I'm assuming Giannis isn't going to play. I think that he's doubtful. If they're listing him as doubtful, we're not gonna have a James Harden situation where Harden goes from out to doubtful to in in a matter of 90 minutes on uh, on the day of game. I agree. I don't think Giannis is playing. Yeah, I, I, so you look at Milwaukee's players here. It's just tough that that PJ Tucker 12 and a half, but I, I, PJ Tucker's series high in points is seven. He doesn't really accumulate other stats either. So yeah, uh, I don't I, I don't know if I would go there. Middleton's uh, 42 and a half is high, but if, Gil, if you're in a scenario where Giannis isn't playing, Middleton's going to take probably 25 shots in this game and will probably take about 6 to 10 free throws. So even on the points, he may get himself into the into the low 30s. That's hard to ask to stay under that. So that would be one look I would be if it doesn't get too out of control further than that 42 and a half on Middleton.
4: Yeah, again, the, the biggest advantage we have as sports bettors is we get to choose what we bet. We right. Have to bet this everything. would
5: probably be a stay off for me.
4: Yeah, I mean uh, – this doesn't have anything to do with injury necessarily. Well, yes it does. It has to do with injury on the Clipper side, but the last couple games in the Suns-Clippers series, when we got the word that Zubots was out and then just before game 5 and then we knew he wasn't going to be out in game 6, we were all in on Deandre Ayton, right? We're figuring, okay, well, Monty Williams is going to call at least three or more three or four more set plays for Ayton through the course of a game. Chris Paul is going to figure out to get the ball to Ayton without that uh, defender in front of him, uh, sizable defender in front of him, and he ends <laughs> end up going to him like they had forty four pick and rolls in game five. He only took four shots in the end, um, and then yesterday when we, we was like oh, the 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 theory is still right, we're going back to the well sixteen and a half over. He ends up with sixteen, right? So it's like even even the best laid plans at this time of year these are pretty pretty tight lines, uh, even with your best theory based on those injuries. So we'll stay away from that. Let me uh, by the way, I, I'm not saying that everybody should because some people might actually have an angle that they like but I, I am certainly stay, staying away after the uh, after just, Figuring out that things aren't as logical as you might think with coaches and that's gets back to your coach's point It's like can you trust we talk about this with Warren Sharp all the time during football season on a numbers game Warren, I know that team is supposed to do this But do you trust Mike Tomlin or do you trust? You know pick your coach to do what you're saying they should do and oftentimes the answer is no and in the case You know Monty Williams of all people is the one that you would think you would trust to do certain things but and then, but then, some people are like, "Well, they they played small ball, so they." Well, I don't think you had to acquiesce to the way they played. Dictate the play way your you game, play, play yeah. your game. Like yeah. I hate that logic. Play your game. I don't care that they played small ball. Um, so I don't know. Here, do I trust? Do I trust anything that Coach Bud does? Uh, no. no, 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 not at all. <laughs> and without knowing what Trey's status is, it's just so tough to get involved in something like this. Uh, something that I I think you might get involved with. And it's something you'll talk about here towards the end of the month is the NBA draft. We have more than now just the first pick, which Cade Cunningham, much to my utter shock, is a massive favorite to go number one, which I'll ask you about. But now we have picks two, three, and four. And you could bet on these at DraftKings. You could bet on them at BetMGM. We'll get into that. I would imagine you would have an opinion or two on this. Jeff Parle's nodding right here on a numbers game at Visa. The Sports Betting Network will do that in baseball as well. Crackman also on the show. Bill Krakenberger, unscripted hour number two. Coming back at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: to a numbers game with Gil Alexander.
4: Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members only best bet emails. Now's the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Jeff Parlay is here. By the way, his real name is Jeff Parles. I just call him Jeff Parlay. For this, I don't, I don't, I say that too much, and then all of a sudden, people are going to think that's your actual name. So, at some point, I should probably. That's all right. Yeah, all right. Jeff Jeff Parlay, everybody. Uh, (laughs) uh, We were, you were just mentioning off air, and you're absolutely right. It is Canada Day today. So, Happy Canada Day to all who are uh, taking us in on Game Plus this morning. Uh, Canada Day, uh, the national day of Canada, federal statutory holiday. It celebrates the anniversary of Canadian Confederation. Uh, which occurred on July 1st, 1867 with the passing of the Constitution Act. So uh, it was three separate colonies, of Canada, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, united into a single dominion within the British Empire called Canada. There's your history lesson for the morning. There we go. So happy Canada Day to everybody. Um, Real quick on the NBA draft, because this occurs July 29th, and you will be here on a numbers game. I will not. First of all, the first overall pick in the NBA draft. We don't have to spend too much time on this, Jeffrey, but... Um, I'm curious your thoughts. Kate Cunningham minus five thousand. Yeah, that price is right. It is. Yeah, he's going one. no I matter it,
5: who it is. Yeah, well, Detroit's going to keep the pick. Yeah, I, look, I, I know his NCAA tournament was lacking. To put it that way, it was a disappointing two games it was against the, Liberty, and then that disaster against Oregon State. It was listless. Uh, the uh, the. During the season, though, he was pretty too, pretty clearly the best player in college basketball. And at least his size, the way he plays the game, he's the distributor first, can really score the ball. Uh, Detroit's not going to pass on him. Only time will tell because the only, Eagle, the only guy in this draft that I think can really stay tight with Cunningham, of the guys we've actually seen because we haven't seen Jalen Green a lot because he played in the G League last year, is Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga, who obviously has one of the greatest moments in NCAA tournament history down to his name yes. as well. So, but yeah, no, Cunningham is the first pick. It, it's going to happen. It's just a, really the question is what
4: is Houston going to do at two? So let's go to that. The Houston Rockets who were the worst team in the NBA uh, record wise, they ended up with a number two pick and here are the odds. Again, these are courtesy of bed MGM, the PAC 12 player of the year, Evan Mobley's at, at uh, plus 100 Jalen green G leaguer who teams are, uh, Absolutely fascinated with plus one sixty, Jalen Suggs, the aforementioned Gonzaga guard at plus one sixty. And really it comes from that trio. By the way, Cade Cunningham, eleven to one to go number two. It should be mentioned. He won't be there. He won't be there.
5: So it's between the two Jalen's for me. I this is gonna be the this is the first draft where high level high school recruits in mass played for that G League team in Walnut Creek last year, Gil. So I'm very interested to see how NBA teams look at those guys. Are they going to look at them more in a positive light because they were playing against grown men instead of, uh, again, no no disrespect to Jalen Suggs, who I think is going to be great at the next level. They're not playing their every other game against Pacific or Pepperdine or whoever it may be in the WCC. So I'm curious to see if Jalen Green – I would lean Jalen Green here. Because I think the NBA teams, and this is handicapping front offices, and Houston's front office is a complete unknown right now. But I anticipate teams are going to look at those G League kids. Uh, so Kaminga as well, who's who's on that odds board as well, is another one of those uh, players who played in the G League this past year as well instead of playing in college. I anticipate the NBA the NBA front offices are going to look at those kids and see them in a better light than they actually see a lot of these college kids. At least for the, at least until it's proven otherwise. I dude.
4: actually, I like your thinking there on Green at plus one sixty, number two to Houston. Then what would Cleveland do? Would they grab Suggs? I, I think they take Mobley. I think so too. And then
5: Suggs goes to yeah. Toronto to be the heir to Kyle Lowry.
4: So then that then the betting question becomes. It's it's really a domino effect, right? If you think that green goes two, I agree with you completely that Cleveland would go big mm-hmm. at three, and then Suggs would go four. So would you bet, because we do have third overall pick, right? Yeah,
5: you might. Well, why not? Just take, go two, take, three, four, take, right? take your shot uh, with, with going green. Mobley Suggs, right? Yeah, you can
4: so, take your shot there. So Green is plus one sixty to go number two. Mobley is plus one seventy five to go number three, and then Suggs at number four is who will be the fourth overall pick in the NBA draft per uh, BetMGM plus one twenty. He's the short shot at four. Yeah, so, the all plus money.
5: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that guy. I like it. The, the only thing, the only concern is, is that you flip your Jalen's. That's well, if you what... flip if you flip your Jalen's, you'll still get yeah. You'll 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 end up down, but it won't be as bad because the Mobley price at three is, I, again. Houston taking Mobley at two doesn't make sense because their only player you know what he
4: is is Christian Wood, right. and Mobley is essentially the same type of player. I, I agree, and and Cleveland would not go guard. Yeah, you would imagine not. They yeah. might trade Sexton though. That's the only thing. Well, that could, if they trade Sexton, and then, then, then it blows everything up. Yeah. But assume, you can't always assume these things, but let's just say there's no trade of Sexton. That appears to be the logical thing. Especially, you know, hey, you don't want to, you want to lay ridiculous amount on Kate Cunningham at one, just wait to two, three, four, which are widely available. Then there's one more market uh, that's also out there. This Mm is, uh, I want to say this is per DraftKings on this one. Uh, If we could flip to that one. This is uh, draft position over under on draft positions. And this, this gets a little deeper into the draft, and you've got to really study it um, to, to play into this market. But you have the Franz Wagner of the Worlds, for instance, uh, the Franz, Franz Wagners of the world at nine and a half, for instance, with the under-slightly juiced. I don't know how you feel about that.
5: Someone's going to take Franz Wagner in the top 10. <laughs> that's what I was Wait a just, second. That's, what?
4: that's why I went down to him because <laughs> I'm like, uh, under nine and a half is, is the juiced one under nine and a half? When did, come on, um, Moses Moody at eleven and a half. There's some interesting ones, but the Wagner the <laughs> Wagner one, sort of left off the board for me. I'm like, I really would have to study this draft more to figure I, well, that out. Well,
3: so
5: the other one that stands out to me, off of his NCAA tournament, NCA tournament that was very much lacking, especially at the end, was Corey Kispert. Mm-hmm. And oh,
4: it was lacking. So, so, so huh, to the point where we were saying yeah. that guy's a pro.
5: Yeah, look, Hollinger, and here's the thing. If you take Corey Kispert in the lottery, you get what you deserve here. You're getting a bust if you take him that early. I agree completely. It's it's one thing if you take him in the 20s, like if the Lakers take him and just say, Corey, we want you in the corner taking three-pointers and don't get destroyed on defense. That's one thing. But if you're in a lotto and you take Kispert, I, 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 what are you doing? But here's the problem, though, Gil. Because I would say the over would be the most logical basketball thing. John Hollinger, who's obviously very respective, writes for the Athletic right now. is like, oh, New Orleans is going to take him a 10. Oh, uh, like, Wait, what are we doing here? Well, no
4: wonder Zion wants out. I don't, I don't understand that. What, what are they watching, if that's the case? I, I just don't understand. Anyway, th- this is one of those things where, again, we're in Nevada. We don't have the over-under market, I don't think, yet. But if you're in a jurisdiction that does, good for you. Maybe some opportunities there as well. Whole bunch of baseball, including the Cubs' unbelievable, and I do mean historic loss yesterday, with Josh Towers chimed in on. want to get your reaction to his reaction to that. Jeff Parles on baseball here on A Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Next.
0: Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander.
4: Turn a $1 wager into $100 on the Hawks or Bucks with BetMGM. Just use bonus code VEASAN100 when you sign up for the King of Sportsbooks. And get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. And make sure to use promo code VEASAN100. New customer offer. Paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C. or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gamble problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-Gambler in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. I'm sorry, Jeff. We're out of time. No, okay. um, Pedro Martinez. Did he, did he close it out? He did not. He had a match point against uh, Guillermo Enfils. And now it goes to a four set tiebreaker, and God help us if we lose this tiebreaker. But that's been the story at Wimbledon for me. So it's like the cusp of so much and just not being able to get over the hump on a lot of these. And so now you're in uh, – now you got to sweat this, and it ain't fun. Again, one of these mornings where it looks like, hey, I'm going to hit both dogs. Then the first one loses with two tiebreakers, right? And then you're like, oh, no, maybe I'm going to lose both oh, look, I'm going to salvage a good split and with two dogs. And gonna then it's going to end up being – Now, say, now be you're going to get swept when you uh, probably should have won both. Gambling is fun. We'll <laughs> see what happens there. Uh, okay, so baseball, Jeff. Yes. Uh, so much to talk about here. One, let's go back to yesterday. There's some fun collapses yesterday. So I we left primetime action. We were having a whole discussion because Shohei Otani only got through 41 pitches yesterday, two-thirds of an inning, gave up seven earned runs. Just a walk fest. And then the rain came. And so I was talking about, well, for those who have Shohei Ohtani MVP tickets, you really wanted this game to go away, to to wash away and not get resumed. Because there would be a chance that those stats would be erased, and none of that happened. Instead, the game resumes, the Yankees are way up, and, then, and apparently late at night, I didn't even know this, the Angels, they played at how many in the ninth inning? Seven. Seven, seven runs seven. to win this game, 11-8. to eight. I actually did get text about this, so I, didn't just, I just didn't put two and two together late night. So there was that outcome. But the one I want to talk about is earlier. First of all, let me, let's, let me follow up with that. Do you think that performance by Shohei? No, I don't think it impacts it. You know exactly where I was going with yeah, that?
5: Yeah, I don't think it impacts it.
4: At all? No. What if it happened again? If it happens two more times, then yes. That's what I said last
5: night.
4: But here's the thing. His hitting can win the MVP by itself. Well, Matt Brown, my co-host on uh, Prime Time Action, thinks he should. Ju- they should just stop having him pitch. He's like, just he's so great at hitting. Just let him be. A- <sighs> you know what? If he now, has, he, he if, doesn't hold an MVP ticket. I must tell you. It, so that's through that prison. Look, I, I,
5: his hitting can win the award on its own. And, and here's one other thing with that AL race. I know Vlad Junior's like having legitimately could have the triple crown, which. Right. Everyone has decidedly not cared about anymore since Miguel Guerrero. I,
4: I brought this up a month ago.
5: Yeah. So yeah. but all the attention Otani has gotten and he has a narrative working for him too. And and even in this great season, if you ask a casual baseball fan, oh, do you know what Vlad Jr. is doing? I would say probably only about two thirds of them would even know. If so, you ask a casual baseball fan about
4: Otani, they're that's, gonna know what's going on. That's the fascinating thing about I brought up the narrative thing also where it comes to Fernando Tatis Jr. Brandon Crawford. Like if you don't think this is somewhat about narrative, just take that example. I'm not saying Brandon Crawford is Fernando Tatis Jr. But one can't be among the favorites to win MVP and one not even be on the board, right? So it's like people get enamored with certain players and it sort of spirals and it's like, you see what that dude's doing over there? Like how's he not even, how's there not even a price on him? So narrative matters. Um... But the other thing you brought up before that, which now I which now I've forgotten is um, you know this notion of Otani Otani should be like we had brought up so many times before seasons you know oh if he hits 20 homers and 75 ribbies right it was like really modest but then uh, as a pitcher if he's 3.3 you know 5 ER whatever it was and he's just crushing that on the hitting side so I don't know. I said the same thing you did last night. If there's a couple more of those bad pitching performances, that yeah, it. that's that a hit. It. That's yeah. a hit at that point. MVP. Uh, the other game that, yesterday that I really wanted to talk about was Milwaukee and the Cubs. <laughs> so the Cubs go up in the first inning seven to nothing, uh, and it's a Jake Arrieta game. By the way, now we're on. They're actually showing us the uh, the tie break here. And Gael and Feast looks like he needs a nap. He like is like walking off the court. Oh, he slipped. That's why. He slipped uh, Martinez up in the uh, tie break, up a mini break. Everybody is slipping at Wimbledon. So, again, it's like they, they're going to be good to get through this tournament without a major injury. We might have already had one mm. with uh, Manorino against uh, Federer. Serena had to withdraw. Anyway, we'll follow that. But when it was 7-6, to six, so that lead dissipated very quickly. And when it was 7-6 to six early in that game, Josh Towers texted me, and I want to get your reaction to this. Because keep in mind, we're talking about a game in June. So you don't want to make too much of any one game in June. But Towers, uh, Towers texted me. He said, uh, the Cubs will not make the postseason if they lose this game. Their chances will be done. This will affect their season, especially knowing that Jake can't pitch um, after spotting him seven runs. He said, this affects the entire team. Do you buy that?
5: Yes, but the bigger factor is that the Cubs we saw before this losing streak; those were not the Cubs. Like that team's not that good. Like oh. they, they're they're an average baseball team.
4: I didn't know what you meant by those are not the Cubs. Yes, they're just not that good. They're just period. not
5: that good. And and a game like that. To, and, and, Gil, that was to avoid being swept by the team you're trying to chase in yeah. the in the NL Central. And you don't think
4: they're that good either, Milwaukee.
5: I think they're better than the Cubs are. Yeah. But I don't think... Look, they, the Brewers have one thing going for them. Starting
4: pitching. They have great, great starting front-end, mm-hmm. front-end
5: starting pitching, and they... Actually, two things. And they have the best closer in baseball because they have Hater. So... But look, if you if you're the Cubs, and I, I understand it, working with Josh on the weekends now uh, on the network on bet Center, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I I I at least get to see inside his mind yeah, and see what, what, what he's always what he's thinking, and I fully understand where he's coming from. Where we just got, and this is two games in this series now, Gil. Where Monday night was four four in the eighth inning, and that game ended fourteen to four. They got up ten in the eighth. The Cubs did, and any of this where you're up seven nothing. And you lose 15-7, to which, by the way, first game in Major League history where both teams led the game by seven in the first five innings. It's amazing. Which is incredible. Again, we've
4: been playing this game since 1850. Yeah, it was only the eighth game, I think, in Major League Baseball history where where a team down seven ended up leading by seven. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. Which, again, has to be a minimum of a 14-run swing, which is just it's, incredible. It's, it's, it's insanity. And the, it, and the Brewers have the largest lead of any team yeah. in any division, and it's kind of like it's a five-game lead. Oh, it's six now, actually. Is it? Oh, I yeah. didn't refresh. Pardon yeah. me. It's six. So it's it's doubled up on everything, right? No, no, no. The Indians are four back of the White Sox. They're so not doubled up on everything. But yeah, six back are the Cubs, eight back the Cardinals and the Reds of the Brewers at this point. Let me ask you about your Mets real quick before we get to specific games. Well, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about that. The Nationals yesterday, when we flashed this up on the screen, were plus 750 at BetMGM to win the NL East. Still worth a bet. You, absolutely yeah. it's worth a bet, right? And that's yeah. your Mets you're talking about.
5: Yeah, it's worth, only two back now. It's worth it. It's worth it because, well, look, the Nats are kind of on, I don't think they're anywhere near as good as they were two years ago. No. But they are kind of on that same trajectory where they were horrible the first two months of the season, and then they start finding themselves in June. And look, the biggest thing that, that we know is not sustainable. It's Kyle Schwerber's not going to hit a homer a game for the rest of the season. That's just not going to happen.
4: Um, <laughs> By but, the way, they scored what, 15, 16 runs yesterday. Yeah, they, and they, and he, they, they they
5: another huge outing. Had the them
4: nerve not to hit a homer. Yeah, I, I, I,
5: he, he stinks now. But yeah. But um, but look the uh, the the Nat the Nats at least that uh, are on that trajectory and they are good enough. They have more I, Trey Turner, Trey Turner, everyone has just ignored the fact that Trey Turner has been, I don't want to say as good as Tates Jr., but he's kind of in that Brandon Crawford category as well, is that everyone's ignoring Turner where Turner's been an
4: absolute all-star this year for Washington. That was his, th- that was the third cycle third of, cycle his, of career, his career already, Yeah, which matches the all-time record. With several guys, the only one that we would know was uh, Adrian Beltre. Everybody else is like kind of amazing. Beltre actually had enough speed to get three triples. (laughs) Had no idea. Um, By the way, I don't want to mention that Pedro Martinez already squandered another match point, but he did, Uh, and now he has a third match point. Can we get it done, Pedro? Live tennis, ladies and gentlemen. Here you go. There's a chance. Ball game. Yeah, you got it. Ball game. There you go, baby. There's a plus 188 dog coming through as he slams his racket to the turf in perfect gentlemanly fashion at Wimbledon. That's how you should react at, uh, at the gentleman's <laughs> tournament at Wimbledon. All right, last two things then here before you go. Yep. Uh, today, your Mets and Jacob deGrom, is this a rather affordable price? I know Ian Anderson has had a great season for the Braves. Advanced stats support it. Um, but minus 165-ish, minus 158 here is what we're showing.
5: Yeah, that's a pretty good price on the ground. you yeah. are not going to
4: see that very often. And
5: look, here here's the thing, Gil. The ground's coming off his worst start of the year. Yes. Where he gave up a, <laughs> a lofty amount of two runs in six innings in and six. raised his ERA Jeez. to .69. He's so, terrible. I, I Look, I, he what he has been able to do is just – it's not human what he's what he's done through the first two months of this season, Gillen and, and look, and the Mets have if the Mets score three runs in his start, they're winning the game. Yes. It's as simple as that. At this rate, for for the Grom starts. And, look, the Mets have had their, their hitting woes this year. They're next to last in baseball and scoring runs. With all that talent, it shouldn't be that way, but it is. Uh, but minus 160 is a, a gift. You don't see, you're don't yeah. you not going to see that number very often. I mean, again, we had the one where DeGrom was barely a favorite in San Diego a few weeks ago, which was ridiculous, ridiculous. as it was anyway.
4: Minus 158 seems very cheap. Then Johnny Cueto uh, on the road against the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are a better team at home, and we've talked about oh, the advanced stats. Be, be, be better. better. But they just came off a June where they were 3-24. and That's a one-eleven winning percentage. Worst of all time, by the way, the Orioles in April of 1988, uh, when they lost their first 21 games, they had a 0-4-3 winning percentage. But that's among the worst months in the history of baseball. Cueto and the Giants, best team in baseball, only minus 135. Yeah, that's a bet. There you go. That's a bet. That's, what I, that's why I brought up those two. Thought so. Uh... I'm not sure if they're official for me, but something to think about. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Looking forward to you uh filling in later this month. Sounds good, so am now I. Now that we're in July. Uh we'll come back. Bill Krakenberger unscripted on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Zumo Play.